welcome, welcome, welcome to the Hawk's Roost Podcast, where we're chilling, grilling, and spilling all the beans. Tune in for odd stories, theories, conversations, normal and abstract. Thanks for tuning in. So, where would you like to begin your story? Oh, am I telling the story of the cryptid? Yeah. The, uh, the thing that I don't know what I saw? Exactly. Okay, so as if you are going to Asheville. What is that, I-24? From Johnson City. From Johnson City, yeah. So, you go out of the Johnson City region, and there's multiple bends, and this is about 7.40, between 7.45 and 8.53. And I feel like I know that specifically because I drive a lot there and back. But there's plenty of light. Um, and when I'm approaching, I would say probably from, um, I don't even know how to describe it, like a couple hundred feet. You're going in a car. You're going pretty fast. It's a little hard to judge, but you can still see things in the distance with the bends. <clears throat> I saw what looked like a pair of long, skinny legs with human-like feet running into the woods, but it looked like an all-black, like I saw the tail end of something that was big, but kind of fluffy and or feathery or, or something like that, but it was massive and the closest thing I could think to was like an ostrich but it ran like a human and it had humanoid like feet and it had how, how big do you think these feet are in, in feet or inches if I saw what I saw from the distance it's at least like I don't know 14 to 18 inches Flat foot? Like flat, like a person's foot? Very flat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very flat, very skinny. Um, it, ha- it was unusually skinny, and it's. I remember seeing part of its leg, like, bent as if it was running, like, forward as fast as it could. So I just made the turn. Uh, but it definitely <clears throat> gave me goosebumps. Gives me goosebumps. I know everyone's going to think I'm crazy, but I don't care. I know what I saw. That's why we're starting this podcast. <sighs> I know what I saw. These, it was weird. And so, like, I looked up local, like, ostrich farms. Nothing. Um, it was definitely, like, I don't have a description for it. I don't have, like, any other cryptid that I could be like, oh, yeah, that's that's it. Uh, Mothman did go across my head only because there's so many variations. And it was all black factor, too. That kind of made me think Mothman. But I don't know. I didn't get, like, a dark presence from it. But I got that I had certainly scared something uh, by coming around the corner with my car. Something I did not want to be seen. I mean, like, you know, I saw the movement out of the corner of my eye because I was paying attention to the road. But what I looked at, I saw what I saw. And it's it's heavy brush over there. I mean, that thing could have probably only run like 10 or 
15 feet in and wouldn't have seen it anymore. But it was big. Uh, I know that I wouldn't want to be standing next to it. Like, those those legs were, like, tall. And that, I don't know. It was, like, my weird morning thing, I guess. Had to go to work. Had to... Do you think you'll see it again? Do you hope to see it again? I don't think I'll ever see it again. I don't. Um, everyone I've talked to that's ever seen anything like that rarely has a repeat experience. The people I feel like who have repeat experiences are either hunting and looking or uh, I guess are people who uh, want to believe or will really stretch a truth. But I saw what I saw. I'll probably only see it one more. Uh, I, I, won't, I probably won't ever see it again. If I saw it again, though, I would recognize it. That was Charlotte explaining her morning creature sighting. Uh, and then up next, I had a good conversation with my buddy Trevor about cyborgs and robots, and specifically uh, Tesla, the Tesla bot. So here's that conversation. So, do you think that we'll be able to kick one of these robots' asses? We should be able to run away from them. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think their top speed is like five miles an hour. Oh. oh. Okay. Armored zombies. I think we'll be able to handle the first couple generations, but in about 10 years, once they reach that point where it's like, well, they can't get any better unless you give them superhuman strength, you know, yeah. we're going to reach the point where it's like, okay, we're fucked. What's, what's, your, what's your opinion on, uh, like, sound weaponry? Have you seen some of the, like, the armored vehicles that have, like, the sound weapons on the in place of like a normal gun um LRAD sounds close yeah sounds yeah close. I believe right. that's I believe that's what it's called LRAD those big it looks like a spotlight almost yeah yeah they just blast it at somebody and they can they can either make somebody feel really hot like on the surface of their skin and uh, to where it's like super uncomfortable it, it doesn't do any like lasting damage but essentially like vaporizes all the oils and water and moisture on your skin so it makes you feel like you're on fire but you're not but still like it's the same feeling more or less so you just run and try to get out of it and that's based off of like sound waves and like radiation essentially yeah you know like and then uh, there's the and they can make people like vomit or shit themselves on command. Oh my god, the brown noise. The brown yeah, noise. No, yeah, no joke. <laughs> no joke the brown noise. But it's like instant nausea. So whether you throw up or, you know, or the other one, <laughs> it's up to you, I guess. Damn. You don't have a choice. So next, we have a conversation with Tyler in regards to the upcoming events of food shortages and such. 
All right, we are on, brother. We are on. How you doing, Michael? How's it going today? It's going pretty well. I'm just cracking open a brewski and ready to lay down some lay down a track. All right, buddy, same here. Cracking one up is going well. So, uh, what's our topic of subject today, man? So we were talking earlier a little bit about you brought up the. Um, the truckers the trucker you know situation going on and you know we we haven't really been talking about the trucker situation in dc as much as everybody was talking about the canadian trucker situation yeah exactly yeah exactly i think you know that's for a lot of different reasons there's still shit on the trucks apparently surrounding dc and, uh, yeah, but no news coverage is covering it, right? Not really, no. Uh, that's that's weird, man. You know what's crazy is like, yeah, because we you know we were hearing all about it for uh, Canada and how they're protesting against you know, the vaccine mandates and everything, and that's the whole reason for the trucker movement. So they're uh, striking against uh, you know food supply chains to basically halt the government's progress because you know if people can't eat, then basically. Uh, they're going to have to accept what the truckers want. So it's gone through Canada, to, I guess, to the U.S. That's just what I've heard from various sources, but that's about really it as far as I can tell you on that. So seeing what you think about it. Well, I know that they're pushing this crypto bill so that they can seize assets just like they did in Canada whenever they wanted uh, the um, people to stop protesting. Really? Yeah, they just seized assets, and so, you know, I think that this is one way for them to go ahead and do that here, and have a reason to claim, a reason to do so, and, uh, okay, but, and then not only that, but then they can blame, you know, the supply chain crisis on, on not only on the war, but, you know, on that too. Well, you know, I heard apparently that Ukraine really isn't a war. Uh, they said it was like uh, Ukraine's already been co-sparring with Russia for a long, long time as far as, uh, you know, government uh, allowing them to have military go through there and seize control and everything else for the last over 15 years. Yeah. That's just what I've heard, but I don't know the sources on that. But yeah, people people aren't really being educated on the history of all the wars that have happened in that region and all the different uh, shifts of power and alliances that have occurred and all the outside influences that are you know at play also, and so you know we're we're just given a, a you know propaganda basically just to say oh yeah Putin bad you know we're good don't question yeah. And then they're blaming it on uh, the Ukraine war for the supply droppage, which actually it's really the Canadian and uh, American truckers saying, screw you guys. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not going to take it anymore with this uh, you know, government mandates and vaccine mandates and everything else that's been going on. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Biden just came out and talked, Biden and BlackRock just came out and talked about, you know, how we're going to be dealing with food shortages like we've never seen before, and, you know, we're going to have to deal with it in all kinds of extreme ways and shit, and I think, 
the best way to handle that is to grow your own food and you know find what your community values the most and then you know st- you know invest in that you know if your community you know it likes to eat beef you know maybe have like a few cows if you have the land if you have the property to raise them or like i agree you know something like that you know get some chickens you know trade eggs or some shit like that you know like you know you know me like my thing's growing peppers so it's just like i'll always be able to provide some kind of horticulture some kind of vegetable to to the community and you know as as time goes on i want to expand the things that i can provide and be more and more self-sustaining and you know if this market's run out if the fucking credit cards don't work if the dollar goes down you don't have to worry about, you know, where you're going to get your next meal from. You know? Yeah. I mean, even with these all these apartment complexes, and, you know, high-rises and stuff, they can have, like, you know, vines and stuff of, like, you know, grapes, all that kind of stuff growing off the edges. Uh, they can have, a, you know, an entire floor for greenhousery. Everything can be run off of solar power energy from the high-rise with, like, solar panel you know, uh, how it's advanced with the technology where they can just have, you know, solar panel, like, uh, windows and stuff, not even just the roofing. So, I mean, it's just kind of crazy on the fact that, you know, we're all, oh, we're going to be hungry, but technologically speaking, we don't have ever have to starve ever again. You know, if we just put our uh, resources and effort to abundance for the entire humanity, really. Yeah. It's uh, kind of, everyone's like, oh, that's a you, you, utopian perspective but i mean honestly i mean it's what causing food and uh you know making sure everyone's okay so i don't know what's uh i guess back to the subject with uh the truckers the canadian thing you know much more about uh what happened to them not really i mean i'm pretty sure that everything just got disbanded and uh, you know, everything was forced to stop or else I think the feds were going to be called in and, you know, nobody has to want to fight the feds. Gotcha. That's well, then, uh, I guess the USA, what, so what, we got, uh, basically all truckers around Washington right now or something like that. And then yeah, Biden's, uh, Joe Biden's PC. blaming it on the Ukraine war. The reason why we're having a food shortage. <laughs> yeah. But I know, I know in the future, you know, like a lot of fertilizer production is going down and fertilizer distribution. We're not a lot of a lot of fertilizer distribution comes from Russia. So if we're not buying that fertilizer anymore, then a lot of these farmers over here are going to have to figure out how to farm without that, which is what they needed to do in the first place, because fertilizer is bad for the environment. So, oh, OK. Yeah, they need to learn about, you know, like, microorganisms in the soil and how, like, the, you know, the soil really, instead of destroying it, destroying the foundation and, and, and all the, the mycelium and microbacteria that live in the soil when you till it and kick up dirt, you just make sure that there's a healthy ecosystem that's living underneath the ground and uh, plant things in the off-season that help that dirt stay soil. Or stay help help that soil stay fertile. What I meant to say. So. Um, oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you know it's healthy for the environment. You don't, you know, you don't have. Uh, 
a lot of the bad products uh, that happen when you know because you can see like dirt dust clouds from like satellites. roundup and stuff like that well yeah uh, that too yeah round yeah using using pesticides and, also yeah pesticides and pesticides and fertilizers are, are so bad for the environment because that goes into the water and not only that yeah. i mean it stays on the foods that we fucking eat and it gives us cancer yep well that's why we had such a huge cancer epidemic for the longest time so, I mean, we don't. It's still going on to most degrees because uh, most people can't afford to eat healthy food. And that's because, you know, uh, the government doesn't want us to uh, literally grow healthy food in our own backyard, which we should be able to do. Yeah. I mean, it's a human, that's technically a uh, God given, or however you want to perceive it, a uh, human right while being born on this planet, we should be able to be able to grow our own food and sustain ourselves and be able to take care of ourselves and our family. I think that's, uh, comes first and foremost. And, uh, yeah, I just, the lack of that as far as, uh, multiple countries taking into consideration, uh, human equality. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy how, um, you know, things, as time goes on, more and more things are becoming monetized and turned into capital. Yeah, they are, aren't they? It's weird. You know, like, when we were younger, they didn't really, like, sell our data. You know what I mean? No, they didn't. Yeah, you're right there about that. There wasn't the internet to, like, harvest the things that we like and don't like, really. There were marketing strategists that took record of like like for example like program ratings on the TV, you know, they would they would monitor like who's watching what and who likes what and they would base like what programs to keep on television off of that and they would see what people would order through magazines and what kind of magazines people would subscribe to and they would sell that information to people. But now... Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, yeah. that was in the 90s and everything. Yep. Yeah, now it's like, oh, Early you 2000s. like this, you like that, like, you, you just click this button, like, just the fact that you click something on the internet and it's associated with you, that's information tied to you that's now worth something and somebody's selling it. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, you're right about that. And, you know, the water, like, Nestle's, you know, monopoly over the water... You know, water used to be just something free that was floating through the earth and, and sky. And now Nestle's like, no, like, I patent this. You know, I'm taking over all the springs. I'm taking over the rains. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. The sky rains. So. That's, that's why you don't have water collection filtration systems on top of roofs. Yeah which could be provided for having aquatic life, like fish tanks, which provides the poop for your plants. So do you think we'll ever get back to a society with uh, free energy? Where Us? the common uh, man is, is, you know, dealing with I think energy? I think after they wipe out uh, 8 billion people, and there's only 1 billion left, or maybe like 50 million, oh. I think they'll, they'll do that for sure. I mean, you know, place everybody with uh, robots, which is pretty damn close, pretty near. 
well, at least in our decade, like in the next couple of decades, we'll we'll see full-on AI systems and robots taking over jobs. I don't know about complete construction, but pretty damn close. There's still going to have to be like tech engineers and people that still need to do like some hands-on things, but not everything. And it's going to be very specific, like specific, like uh, specified or specific. I, uh, sorry about that. Getting a little tongue twisted on the words there, but uh, yeah, like it's going to have to be specific as far as like uh, the jobs that some of the construction guys are doing. Cause I mean, right as it is right now, man, uh, a lot of the construction industry is already specific and you know, the jobs are getting, uh, few and far between as far as that. So, I mean, you can only imagine with the truckers, you know, because uh, Elon Musk with his uh, AI-controlled satellite grid that set up a uh, truck that he has going on where he can just have the truck ship itself. I mean, truckers are not going to have their wages or any of that. Trucking is going to be a thing of the past. Yeah. Especially, you know, you know, gas and everything else because everyone wants to move away from gas. But it's kind of funny because, like, with that being said, the gas thing's still going big with the whole, uh, you know, uh, you know, Russia being in the gas and then, like, even the Middle East still using gas and then China doesn't give a shit. They're still using fucking coal, for Christ's sake. And they just keep on going and they make more and more coal factories. So it's like, you know, we're over here trying to go to green, right? But at the same time, uh, we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot because we're not actually using uh, coal and gas anymore, so... It's like it's taking a huge hit, I guess. But, I mean, who knows, really, especially with all the technology we've procured over the last however many years since the 40s that we don't even know about, that they're just not telling us yet, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, okay, anyways, this time, this, uh, I could get off on the deep end there for a minute, but, okay, so, back to subject, I guess. Uh. I've heard that some of the people in Ukraine are saying that like God is is striking these Russian tanks, and what it what it supposedly really is is uh, I I believe it's called Switchblade. Let me see if I can look this up real quick. But it's um a drone. It's a drone that launches like massive subs like sonic supersonic fucking weaponry so they can't even see these these missiles being fucking shot down on these tanks but it's like this drone that's up way up high in the sky just that shoots down these massive fucking missiles <laughs> these tanks don't even know what's going on and these are russian tanks getting blown up the hell they're saying it's these like handheld rockets that the uk are like providing them but it's like uh, the last thing i heard like with that was like they're they're giving you know uh, I guess what is it the European Union uh, the EU was giving uh, ground troops like each rocket was like a hundred to three hundred thousand dollars and it was a one time use rocket that was able to like blow right through, right through a Russian tank no problem mm-hmm. so they just start shipping them dude shipping like I don't know thousands of these things over I don't know exact numbers but I, I mean if you make even if they even ship the, you know, a thousand over to these troops and, you know, however many tanks, you know, one shot in them, that's a lot of money going to Ukraine that they're going to have to pay back to the United Kingdom <laughs> or the EU because that's technically, uh, or NATO. Yeah, NATO. So back to NATO, you know, it's like a loan that they're taking out for this war. So it's just, 
it's a huge uh, money effort. I don't know what you think about that. I don't know if you heard about those rockets or no. It's kind of uh, what you were saying about similar to what the ghost rockets that were coming in, uh, just taking out tanks, I guess from the satellites or whatever. Okay. No, 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 you talking about that. But no, yeah, the, that's uh, actually what they said. It's, uh, I think, the Javelin or something is what it's called. But it's like a $100,000 rocket launcher that basically uh, goes through. Because, like, tanks, like modern tanks these days, they have, uh, like, a armor on it where if they sense there's a rocket coming, it will, like, project, like, this kind of, like, uh, grenade effect off of the armor. Um, and it will, like, self-propel the uh, rocket so that basically the rocket, when it's trying to impact, it will uh, make the rocket explode before it gets even anywhere close to the shell of the tank. So, I mean, like, a lot of tanks, even the Abrams, have that shell coverage on them. So uh, if they have, like, projectiles, like rockets, or something that's trying to, like, penetrate them, they will do that. Uh, and that's been around since really kind of, like, the late 80s. We've had that technology going on. But uh, it's kind of interesting because, like, they've got these javelins, and I don't know how old these tanks are that they're using in Russia, but, uh, you know, it kind of looks like kind of updated Cold War kind of tank. Uh, probably nowhere near the Abrams kind of family, but... Uh, yeah, those yeah I don't know, man. Look old as shit, dude. Like, that definitely doesn't look like they're up-to-date military equipment. Because you know they so, have some high-tech shit over there. Yeah, for sure. So, it's, you know, so, you know, NATO gives them these rockets, so they're going to, like, one-hit kill these motherfuckers, like, uh, you know, part of my French, but they're just going to one-hit kill these son of the guns. Like, no problem with a rocket like that. You know, $100,000 rocket, you know, blow up, uh, what is it, I don't know, $36 million tank or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So, I mean, the warfare has totally changed when it comes to, like, you know, heavy machinery versus rockets. And that's just on a military scale. But what's crazy is is uh, China wants to invade Taiwan. And with this whole thing with uh, Russia going on, uh, Russia deciding that, you know, they want to invade Ukraine and they're having this huge uh, resistance with NATO. And then China going, oh, I don't know if I want to really be with Russia anymore at the same time, even though they're still, you know, backing each other and everything else because, you know, they're two superpowers next to each other. Yeah. They kind of want to, like, dominate their region. Uh, China's kind of like, okay, well, should I invade Taiwan or not? You know, because it's kind of the perfect time for them to say, hey, we're going to invade Taiwan. So that's another big uh, topic that's, you know, been floating around with uh this next year to see if China actually decides to invade Taiwan. Uh, I don't know what you think about that or what you. I think. don't know much at all about that situation, but it sure does look like it is going to happen. Um, it, yeah, with the, with everything that's being talked about, it definitely looks like within the next year or two that that's going to happen. If not, if not them invading, then some, you know. Something's going to happen where they're just open about their political influence and economic influence over them. They're like, yeah, this is this is ours. Like, don't. Well, it's kind of sad because, like, I mean, you know, I mean, 
NATO's not doing a damn thing with Russia, right? So, you know, and the you know, U.S. is just basically, yeah, we're not getting into that, right? So they're, like, kind of, like, staving off, like, World War Three, right? So, so you know, Russia's like, okay, well, if you guys are not going to do anything, then we're just going to go ahead and keep on going, right? So then at the same time, China's, like, going, oh, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, then that means if you guys are able to get away with it and the U.S. is not doing anything about it, then that means, you know, us, we've been militarizing for over a decade now and then have financially destabilizing countries across the entire world with their, uh, you know, financial gains that they have and ties with other nations like, you know, Africa, including USA, Canada, you know, list goes on and on, right? So, I mean, with that being said, it's like, it gives China more of a reason to actually just go ahead and go for it. But, I mean, that also gives them to another thing where basically, like, Australia, Japan, uh, India, you know, they, they already made that entire pact with uh, Taiwan to, it's called the, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, it? It starts with a four. It's like basically... I know what you're talking about. Taiwan, yeah. 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 So they started. They, they signed an agreement that if uh, China or Russia tried to attack, that they would defend one another. But I mean, even with that being said, you know, if America is not backing, you know, uh, Ukraine, which technically Ukraine is not part of the United Nations, but Japan is, and yeah. like you know, India is, and oh, the other countries are right. So then you know, we have an obligation to enter war. So, like, is it more of a deterrence to not go to war because, you know, uh, then it's basically, it's going to be a hell of a war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I, the U.S. I, has to get involved. At this point, it's all up in the air because until everything settles down, you know, we, we, we could have a settle, a settle down time period in, in Ukraine and then things rustle back up again yeah and then that's when china makes their move in like a year or so or something but you know at this point it's it's kind of up there what what they've done though what russia's done with their selling their oil and wanting rubles for it is completely destabilized our dollar and our economy so that's why they're saying that we're going to be seeing a lot of shortages as well is because our dollar isn't worth as much to other countries anymore so we're not going to be able to trade as much with it and get as many products as we normally would unless we start fucking manufacturing our own shit at home yeah like we used to yeah yeah which now we now we don't have the factories for it we have the workers we got all the mexicans down there in the border i hate to say that i'm not trying to be racist or anything but we got plenty of workers man up and down below, Canadians and you know Mexicans and all of South America. So, yeah, the North American there you go. free trade agreement should allow us to <clears throat> trade freely with you know between all the borders, Canada, you know Mexico, South America, all that, and 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 really we should have everything that we need as a country if we can do that. Um, you know, we might have to make a lot of changes. But ultimately, I think everything would be fine, and you know, you know. kind of goes back to that theory you brought up uh, a long time ago. How you said uh, it'd be like a tribunal 
of like different uh, countries, like basically North America, South America would be one section, and then it would be Europe and Africa, and then it would be like all of Asia, and then like Australia would be like one area, and it would be ruled by like three major countries that control those three regions of the earth. Are you talking about like the bunting clover map where it's it it shows yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it shows it shows Israel, it shows Jerusalem at the center, and then it has Africa, Europe, and Asia as the extended leaves, and America as off in the corner, neglected. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know they're going to be focused on building their Belt and Road Initiative and building up the trade routes over there. And if we want to buy stuff from them, it'll probably be more expensive later on down the line. Um, I just don't see why we don't do that all the way through. I mean, because we have the Amazon and everything else, and we just you know start cleaning up South America as America, right? And just taking taking responsibility of Mexico and Canada, and just start you know enforcing big things like here within our own lands, and you know start trying to take care of the countries that are around us, and then trading you know pros, prosperous income on that. I think that would really happen if we didn't give so much of our money to Israel and focus on, you know, bettering Israel before we do it ourselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because we give so much money to them and so much help to to help them fight off the terrorists that they create, you know, when we really need to be focused on giving our own people money and, and, you know, helping our borders, helping us, you know, expand in our education. But that's the thing, is that, you know, a lot of what goes on in this country was created by foreign interests, and they, the foreign interests, are going to keep us from excelling and evolving to a certain level. So, especially when the politicians are paid off by foreign interests. Yeah, yeah. I remember you talking about that in past uh, conversations you were talking about. Which, uh, yeah, that's why I kind of wanted to see what you thought we were thinking about the trucker thing because, I mean, you know, the whole food shortage and then Biden, uh, you know, saying, oh, it's because of the war, but realistically it's about the people standing up against, uh, you know, the totalitarian government and uh, world power that's uh, taking over kind of thing. So... I think, yeah, the more, like, like for example, say everybody started growing their own food and producing their own stuff before... It would destabilize everything. everything. Yeah, even if they did it before everything collapsed, it would still destabilize everything. But you might as well beat them to the punch before they destabilize it on their own. Yeah. It's like, you might as well have your insurance policy set up before they go and fuck <laughs> shit up. Because they're going to yeah, fuck shit up exactly. regardless. They're going to fuck shit up regardless, so you might as well take care of yours first. Yeah, because, you know, only a few people can own all the land on the entire planet, right? I mean, everybody else pays out fucking uh, same old shit that we fought for when uh, we decided to get our own freedom in the U.S. or... Even Greece against Persia, right? Apparently, taxation, representation, and that whole thing. And we're still getting taxed out the ass. When we have this uh, Social Security 
right? Oh, you're going to get this money back by the time you're 65 and 70, but you're going to be dead before you can even get it. So work your entire life. Good job, guys. Good job. It's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that they should like really teach horticulture and teach, you know, how to grow food, how to take care of livestock and shit like that in elementary school like not just the basic concepts of it but actually like how to deal with it through every season of the you know that you deal with it within the I year. do I, I agree I mean I also think they need to add mechanics or uh, machinery even if it's old machinery and then also they need to add uh, teachers to teach that as well because teachers are so so underfunded for promoting education yeah especially being an ex-teacher that wanted to be a teacher so and seeing how corrupt it is now actually teaching I don't know if you know this uh, but they all do everything online now and use iPads and they don't even write oh yeah yeah that's what I've heard from my uh, fellow teachers talking to them like Warren Kennedy's uh Kindergarten teacher, they use iPads, man. I'm just like, what? Yeah. There's really not really much of any hands on kind of uh, material anymore as far as writing goes. So that's technically an art form. <laughs> they still teach a little bit of it, but not enough to where it's like it's a daily necessity where you actually write down in a sketchbook or a journal or any of that, you know, a hard copy per se. It's well, all digital. You're type it out in a digital hard copy that's why i like learning through a podcast format because it's it's through the oral tradition you know listening to people tell stories to listen to people's voices and you know like the emotions that they express it's the ancient way before we had written word we told stories to each other so you know in modern times we think of it as podcasting but in ancient times that's all we really had was was telling stories to each other and you're right about that you know shout out to joe rogan <laughs> with mr podcast on that uh yeah like uh he definitely uh big influence on podcasting for sure yeah yeah, yeah. i would say monkey theory right yeah <laughs> I listened to a lot of uh, No Agenda with Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak, and apparently they call Adam Curry the pod father because he was a dude. He he used to be on MTV when MTV first started out, and he would like show, he'd be like, oh, you know, this is the next, you know, music video. Here's these, these guys, and then they play the music video. But they got a good they got a good podcast called No Agenda. That's I'd recommend that one. They do news deconstruction. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, it's funny shit. It's funny shit. News deconstruction. How does that work? They make fun of the news. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's God, okay. Let me uh, look it up. Cause we're on a phone call anyway, so I can look it up. Alright, so... Who is this guy called? Yeah, they've been this doing it for like 15 years, I think. Looking up, uh... Guy that talks about Taiwan. Oh. Like, world affairs. Like, he talks about 
Oh, China Uncensored is what it's called. It's on uh, YouTube, but he has, uh, he also has a, it's like, oh, Chris Tucker is his name. Uh, but he does China Uncensored, Uncensored, but he talks, he has a Patreon account, but he also talks about, uh, the world affairs of how China and like what's going on in their country, how like the Chinese people are like uprising against China's like, uh, crazy totalitarian uh, oh, yeah. kind of yeah 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 I don't know if you ever listened to his stuff but you should look into it but he also is on another platform uh, Patreon I think yeah Patreon uh, but I don't know if Patreon has their own video thing going on for it but uh, I thought it was interesting because like you know he was saying oh YouTube banned him for certain things and everything else because like he can't say certain things because how big tech is like monitoring what we say and talk about so uh, he's trying to like work around it but still he still posts things on YouTube and I still like listen to it and uh, I find it very interesting because uh, he was talking about the quad that's what it was called the quad where it's uh, Taiwan Japan Australia India uh, created an alliance to co-combat against China, and that's including sanctions against trade and everything else like that, so they won't trade with China anymore. Uh, so that they destabilize China's uh, currency, so that the uh, Chinese uh, currency will go into a crash period, so they'll have an ec- like, epino- like economic crash just like we did back in like 1900, the Great Depression period. Yeah. It's like that's what we're trying to do to China right now is making go through the Great Depression, where they like have a huge ass crash, and big chaos, and when other countries can come in and like buy up their shit. That's basically what we're doing. Huh. Yeah, it's a it's a weird theory. Well, I mean, finding interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's just a matter of time. Just a matter of time. <laughs> Well, yo, brother, I think uh, I think we got some good material here. I think I'm going to cut it off there. All right, man. Well, till next time. Till next this time. This is Ty. I appreciate it. This is Mikey T. I appreciate it, brother. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on the Hawks Roost podcast and laying down some truth, laying down some real shit, dog. Hell yeah. I'll catch you later, Michael. Have a good night, brother. You too, brother. All right, that's it for the first episode of the Hawks Roost podcast. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time.